good evening. Tonight we are going to start with There's Power in the Blood. you each and every one. I'm going to read from Psalms 127 verses 3 and 4 tonight. And it begins, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. How we handle them as parents, isn't that amazing? How we can handle them as parents it's amazing. Sometimes we handle them with skill and with a lot of uh, knowledge and sometimes we struggle. But I'm going to tell you, God said that they are a heritage from Him. And that is the truth in all phases of our raising of our children. And we don't quit raising them just because they get old enough to say they're adults. They're always ours, just as the same as God. we're always the Lord Jesus Christ. We're His child. I can remember as a young man, and I wouldn't be in favor of my dad. He would, I would be out of his favor, and he'd be upset with me. But we could go somewhere, and someone would go, Hey, Leo, who's that you got with you? And he'd put his hand out, and he said, This is my son. Even though we haven't got the favor, we're always the sons and daughters of God if, and we have to make arrangements to step back into that favor. And it's really easy. Father, tonight we've gathered here to worship You and to receive from You, Father God. Lord, we thank You for what You do. We thank You for the things that You've accomplished, the things yet to be accomplished because You know the end from the beginning, Father God. Now, we are here tonight and we are expecting Your Word, Father God, that it will touch us and we know that Your Word doesn't return void. And so, Father, we will receive and we will be blessed in our spirit, in our soul, in our bodies. In Jesus' holy name, Amen. Right, so this uh, this week I've been uh, reading a little bit 
uh, from uh, E.W. Kenyon, the, the blood covenant. The, the blood of Jesus has really been really working on my heart tonight, so I figured we'd sing another song. The blood that will never lose its power. The blood that Jesus shed for me. Way back the blood that gives me strength from that we need to cover tonight? No, that's okay. Sheila's right there. She... The 4th of July is Monday. The church will be closed. Birthdays and anniversaries. Any birthdays and anniversaries? No? Anybody have relatives having birthdays or anniversaries we want to celebrate? God is amazing. All right. So we're going to go for one more song here. And then you want to play, you want to play tonight? Okay. We're going to sing a Jesus Paid It All, the first and the fourth. I heard the Savior say, 
steps I'm very careful one step at a time <laughs> I used to jump just jump the whole thing I don't do that anymore I want to read from uh, the Acts of the Apostles from the 25th verse and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the fountains of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's hands were loose. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. And then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Praising God at midnight. Ponder this account from Acts 16. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. To me, that's very remarkable. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. You know, it's good to have a prayer partner. It's good to have a song. It's good to know how to praise God. And when you do that, you will get the uh, attention of the people. Note that the prisoners, the prisoners listen to him as they praise God. You can handle daylight, everyone here. We can handle daylight. When things are going well, when the lights are on and the bills are all paid on time, when everybody is congratulating you, but can you handle your midnight? You can handle daylight when everybody tells you, oh, you're handsome. Woo! When everybody tells you you're pretty, 
You can handle your, mid, your, your midnight when they say, Oh, you're beautiful. You are somebody. You are the best. You are the greatest. That God has, was at His best when He made you. You can handle your daylight. When there are no pains, when there, when, when there are no missteps, but can you handle your midnight? When the phone stops ringing, when the letters quit coming, when those who said, you know you're good looking, and then they begin to look the other way, when those who once walked with you, they cross the street the other side and pretend they don't see you. Can you handle your midnight? When your best friend has forgotten your address, <laughs> can you handle your midnight? When the post office has canceled your zip code, can you handle your midnight? You can handle daylight when you're young and when you're energetic and when you climb steps three at a time and you hit the middle and you jump to the top, just like I did a while ago. But can you handle your midnight when you have to take one step at a time, when you have to pause halfway up and catch your breath, and when you have to wait for a renewal of energy before you can even begin to get to the top? You can handle daylight. Can you handle your midnight? First, you need to be able to define midnight. Now, midnight is a bridge, a bridge between yesterday and tomorrow. In order to get out of yesterday and step into tomorrow, you're going to have to pass through midnight. In order to get to Easter morning, you must pass through the darkness of Good Friday. Midnight is a bridge. You cannot move from the world of yesterday across the world of today into the world of tomorrow without some pain. We live in three worlds. The world that was. The world that is. And the world yet to be. You have to be able to appreciate each part of those worlds. If you uh, cannot appreciate yesterday, then you've lost your identity and you have forgotten your roots. If you are not relevant today, you cannot bear any fruit. And if you have no hope for tomorrow, you cut off your future. We live in three worlds. And midnight gets us out of one old world and gets us into a new world. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises and, and unto God. And the prisoners, prisoners heard them. Now if you don't know how to handle midnight, you can't bear any fruit. I remember a poem from years ago. Learned this in about junior and high school. It went something like this. A tree that never had to fight for sky and air and light, but stood out in the open plain and always got its share of rain, never became a forced king or a queen, but lived and died a shrubby thing. A tree that has never been in a storm, I'm going to tell you, it's a dangerous to climb it. 
You can't really trust a tree, that kind of a tree, because its limbs are not dependable and the body of the tree is weak. But a storm-shaken tree has its very foundations when the tree shakes. The ground around its roots loosens up and the roots go deeper. When the roots go deeper, the limbs stretch out. And while the limbs are stretching out, the top grows higher and higher. This means that the storm enables the tree to grow three ways at the same time. Deeper, wider, and higher. So if you run from, and try to escape or deny your midnight, you cancel out your growth. God wants you to grow. Yet we do attempt to avoid the storms and the midnights because we think midnight is a stumbling stone and a stumbling block. I've been taught that the only difference between a stumbling block and a stepping stone is how high you step. It might be that you have many stumbling blocks because you are not stepping high enough. Remember the words of the song, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, lift me up to higher ground. Let's look at midnight today. Midnight. But look at it another way. I stood at the foothills of life and I said to God, take away my pain and I'll be happy. But God said to me, if I take away your pain, I must also take away your gain. I must take away all your spiritual progress. If I take away your pain, you cannot grow in grace. And I said to God, then let me have my pain and teach me to bear it. I stood one day at the foothills of reality and I said to God, take my, my cross just take my cross off of me and I'm going to be happy. But God said to me, your crown is wrapped up in your cross. And when you bear your cross, you're unwrapping your crown. And I said to God, a consecrated cross I'll bear until death shall set me free. And then I'll go home, my crown to wear. I stood one day at the foothills of life and I said to God, take away my tears and then I'll have joy. But God said to me, if I take away your tears, I must take away all of the prophets and the saints from around you. Not only that, I must take away Jesus because Jesus wept. And I heard from God and God told me, I didn't give you tears to depress you, but I gave you tears that they might wash out your eyes and give you a clearer insight and a more focused vision. Midnight sometimes is crying time. But you know, it's also a strengthening time. Midnight is sometimes a very lonely moment. But it's also a time when you can go to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and hear God's voice falling on your ear. Have you heard the voice of God lately? 
At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. If I could tune in on the wires of history, I would want to listen to that conversation of Paul and Silas from sundown, from sundown to midnight. I can imagine Paul saying, you know, I, I didn't want to come here in the first place. I, I wanted to go to Bithynia, but somebody broke in on me at midnight and said, you come over to Macedonia. <laughs> I can hear Silas saying, you know, I would rather not be here, and, and I wouldn't be here if you hadn't have brought me here. I was all right where I was. Between sundown and midnight, nobody came to see Paul and Silas. Lydia had joined the church, but, but she didn't come by. Peter and James might have come by had they known, but they were busy doing the Lord's work in Jerusalem at that time. <laughs> and the Bill of Rights didn't come by. No lawyer came by with a writ of habeas corpus, but about midnight, Paul and Silas began to pray, and they began to sing, and their prayers went up, hallelujah! You don't mind me telling it like it is, or like I feel it. The prayers went up to the throne of grace, and it fell at the mercy seat. And God said, my servants are having a prayer meeting at midnight. My servants have organized a choir in the jailhouse at midnight. I want to talk to the earthquake and give an assignment to the earthquake. Some people have an earthquake, some people have a faith quake, but the earthquake got an assignment. Let me tell you, it was not a major earthquake. It, it was a minor earthquake. It was a major mission. Uh, it was not a, a, a major earthquake. It didn't harm the jail. It, it just shook it up a little bit and opened up the doors. It was not a major earthquake. It did not leave, leave grounds to collect on the insurance policy. It was just a minor earthquake. But it cut loose the chains. Everybody's chains uh, were loosened and all the doors were opened up. And Paul and Silas got up and opened the doors of the church. Because somebody said, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. We were in a prayer meeting and now guess what? We're in a church meeting. It's a revival meeting. Come and go with me to my father's house. I don't know what your midnight might be, but start praying now. You need a prayer. You need a song. Let God put some love in your heart. And if you have song in your soul and love in your heart and a prayer on your mind, you can handle your midnight. When midnight is over and the sun begins to rise, you can tell the world, Jesus has set me free. I know somebody who lifted my burdens, that was Jesus. I know somebody who wiped the tears from my eyes. I know somebody who, makes, who was a mother for the motherless and a father for the fatherless. I know somebody who sticks closer than a brother. I know somebody who, who comes to me in my midnight. Jesus is a rock in a weary land. Jesus is a shelter in the time of storm. In the midnight hour, Jesus will teach you how to handle your midnight. Jesus will walk with you 
in the valley of the shadow of, of death. Jesus will restore your soul. Jesus will lead you beside the still waters. Jesus' rod and staff will comfort you. Jesus has prepared a new dawn. He's prepared a new day. He has prepared love for your heart, His prayer in your mind, and a song in your soul. Can I have an amen? Amen. amen. Now we're going to sing victory in Jesus. Will you believe this, please? There's those here. thank you Lord I thank you Lord that you don't call the qualified you qualify the called you lead our hearts Lord I thank you father for being here tonight thank you Lord in Jesus name amen <laughs>